bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. We were created to live an uncommon life in a common world. That's why Concordia University offers more than a degree. We help students learn fully in mind, body, and spirit, along with unparalleled academic programs. Concordia University provides a variety of campus ministries, athletics, and a campus life set on building real relationships that will last a lifetime. Find out more, visit a campus, schedule a visit right here at cuw.edu. Concordia University. Live uncommon. 833-212-1017 is the number. Um, we may as well just go on like, I don't know. Let's just Number jump five. In. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Number five. Number five. Number five. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> really? <laughs> now, we, now you can't. She went to public school, didn't you? From five to one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend everybody. I went to public school. Wait a minute. My bad. Uh, <laughs> really, dude. All right, number five. <laughs> number five. You better stop pushing the button. No. What? What are you trying to say? Say something. I dare you. I dare you. Say something. Number five. Thank you. All right. So, you know that's DZ saying that into the microphone. Number five. Right? So. Like I said before, my number five story is police arrested nine people over the Indian Bridge collapse. The toll reached 134 people who died. Um, 
pedestrian bridge was built in 1877. 400 people were on or around the bridge. I am never, ever, ever being on a bridge that's full. Like there is absolutely no way that I would be on a bridge that that's full. I'm just saying. Bridge reopened last week after repairs and police detained nine people after launching an investigation. I'm not, I'm just not, I'm just not, no. I'm never taking a bridge again. Like, I don't even like driving across bridges. Um, and, oh, you ever take Interstate 90, the Skyway, through Chicago into Indiana? That bridge, man, scares the snot out of me. Terrifying. But you, you, there's no way to get home. There's no way to get to Indiana. Yeah. Um, I've, I've finally just made up in my mind that I'm just not going to drive anymore. I'm going to just stay at home. That'll last like, I don't know, four minutes. Number four. Well, there's still a lot we don't know about the man who attacked Paul Pelosi after 2 a.m. on Friday morning. But it seems, believe it or not, have you heard the story, DZ? He's an illegal immigrant. David DePop, or DePoppy, D-E-P-A-P-E, reportedly grew up in Powell River, British Columbia, and according to CNN, left Canada 20 years ago to pursue a relationship that brought him to California. So as I read through the story, it was weird, right? He just came in and he just never left. Now, you don't need a passport, but he came in and he he just kind of never left And month after month after month. And after six months, he was supposed to apply for an extension, and he didn't apply for an extension. And so... He didn't go back to Canada. So then he met some woman, had children with her, and then she married somebody else. Uh, so she wasn't a married to an American. He wasn't a mar- married to an American citizen. So that was that. And so they talked to her, this woman that he had the children with, right? The mother of his two children at the time. And apparently... He was okay with her marrying another guy who was half her age, which is kind of weird to me, right? This is like a bizarre storyland story. She said, quote, he is mentally ill. He has been mentally ill for a long time. But where does she tell ABC7 that from? A California institution for women in Corona where she's serving time for attempted abduction of a 14-year-old boy. What am I missing? Okay. And all we got is some guy who's here from Canada looking for Nancy Pelosi. And then we've tied it to January 6th. And we don't know what's wrong with this guy. We don't know what. It might be January 6th. It might be. I mean, I'm speculating at best. It just. He's a conspiracy theorist. And I don't know. um, Yeah. This guy needs to go somewhere. Sit down. Number three. Well, I thought I had seen everything. I mean, I thought I had seen it. But if you haven't heard about the Michigan-Michigan State football game where Michigan beat Michigan State 29-7, to that afterwards in the tunnel, there was a smaller in stature Michigan football team player who was literally getting beat and kicked by about eight or 10 players from Michigan state in the tunnel. 
And there's a guy standing around who looks like he's either from their team or something, and it looks like he's tapping people on the shoulder, but he's not really doing anything. And you can see the video where they beat this young black man up in the tunnel. And it looks like a lot of the other guys that were fighting him were black as well. And, and it did look like somebody had their helmet off and swung it at him. I'm in agreement with Jim Harbaugh. There needs to be criminal charges. There needs to be criminal charges. There is no reason for that. They have to be held. Is that a thing today or what? Accountability? Those players have to be held accountability. They should be suspended from football never, ever to return again. What did that What did that basketball player do? Did he slap somebody or spit on somebody? Or What did he do? Remember the black basketball coach? It was a while ago, but a black basketball coach used to slap somebody. He got suspended. It was a college coach. Yeah, smacked him. Yeah. Now, then when they said what the other guy said, he got suspended too but not as long as this guy, right? Because they tried to make it like he just reached out and smacked him. I said, nobody does that. And then they asked him what he said, and then he fessed up. Yeah, I told him, and they called him, yeah, you called him out of his name, right? Why wasn't that bad? They would have played it down had he not smacked him. They wouldn't have even known he said it had he not smacked him. But when people around you say, yeah, he called him this. Accountability. Why aren't we making this person accountable? You got football players that need to be thrown out of college football. They do not belong in college football at all. Beat it, get out, never come back. I would even make it so that you can't play in the pros either. Is that going too far? Probably. But we can't say probably on this show, so oh well. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me that you would beat somebody like that. All right, so I'm torn. I got to ask DZ a question. Hang on. <laughs> See? I got the same thing. So here's what we're going to do. We got five, four, three. No, we're not going to flip a coin. We got two number ones. See? We're going to skip number two today. Number two is skip. All right, we're going to skip it. So Number one. There you go. Here's what I don't like, and it's a story from Fox News that I don't like. Katanji Brown Jackson is a Supreme Court justice, so call her Justice Brown Jackson. Don't put her first name on here. Anyway, she classed with affirmative action lawyer uh, during uh, Supreme Court action today for a student group seeking to end affirmative action in college admissions as the justice challenged whether the group has standing to sue. She asked students for fair admissions lawyer, Patrick Strawbridge, why is it that race is doing anything different to your members ability to compete in this environment in comparison to a number of other factors involved in admissions? It's, in the context of all of the other factors 
the admissions office is looking at, Jackson added. You haven't demonstrated or shown one situation in which they look at is race. They're looking at the full person. Jackson also said that SFFA seemed to be looking for special standing in the case. Standing is a legal term for the term for the harm suffered by one person that allows the person to sue in court and to have it remedied. And Strawbridge admitted that race is almost never the only factor in a college admission decision. However, he argued that the fact it is one factor that tips the scales unfairly for at least some applicants. He said it makes no sense in a zero-sum game if we are going to consider race and we argue that a racial classification, which is highly disfavored at law because of its necessarily invidious nature, is going to be used, it clearly must be doing some work. He went on to argue that schools that use affirmative action are making distinctions upon who they will admit, at least in part, on the race of the applicant. And some races get a benefit and some races do not. And so, I mean, my, my thoughts on this, I'm not clear yet exactly where they lie because I understand the use of affirmative action. I also understand how it can be misused. Um, my argument would be, what if we flipped it? First of all, we're, make, we're working on the assumption that black schools are not as good as white schools, right? That white Ivy League schools are better schools. And everybody agrees, oh, I agree with it, right? But I've been reading a book that has shown me that, and it's called The Formula, that over time, that is not true. That the data shows that it doesn't matter where you graduate from college from, but the fact that you graduated from college, this, this upper hand of having an elite Ivy League education, maybe networking, but after that, there's really no difference. And so I, I find it interesting because can we flip that and have a white person be at a HBCU? And can a black person sue for affirm, under affirmative action or getting rid of it because you let a white person in and they took the place of a black person? Is that okay? Because in this case, it's Asians. No, I'm sorry. This is a different one. This is for North Carolina. The case coming up after this is Harvard, where the Asian student didn't get in Harvard because of race. And so these will be interesting to watch. I don't think they'll overturn affirmative action. I, I don't think that these cases will, in and of themselves, overturn affirmative action. Supreme Court is hearing two cases in which the Students for Fair Admissions is suing a majority, a major university over its policy of including race as a factor in admissions decisions. The first case Monday, today, was against University of Carolina, and then they'll be hearing a similar case immediately following with Harvard. And they're saying it's a coalition of prospective applicants and applicants to higher education institutions who were denied admission to higher education institutions, their parents, and other individuals who support the organization's purpose and mission of eliminating racial discrimination in higher ed admissions. So we'll see. We shall see. I don't know if 
it will change it. Um, if that's the case, and it does, I think that is a very, very good way to actually start to build more HBCUs and to expand HBCUs. Because I'm, you know, I'm at that age now where if you don't want it, that's fine. We'll just build our own. And finally, number one. So we've all known black people who were convicted of crimes that they actually never admitted. And it's a tragic story. This is from NewsOne.com. It's a tragic story that's told time and time again. But did you hear the one about the black man exonerated for his crimes? Well, we rarely do. However, there's a number of people that have walked out of prison, and I want to tell you about one today. On October 20th, Maurice Hastings had his life sentence not not commuted, vacated after 38 years in prison for murder and two attempted murders in 1983. The 69-year-old black man was released after DNA evidence that was left untested for years pointed to a different person. Hastings consistently proclaimed innocence over the years. And according to CBS News, in 2000, Hastings attempted to get the DNA tested but was denied by the DA's office. In 2021, he submitted a claim of innocence to the district attorney's conviction integrity unit who found out that the DNA was not his. In October, the DNA profile was put into a state database and hit a match with a person who was convicted of armed kidnapping and was serving prison time for a different kidnapping and rape case. Hastings said during a prison during a excuse me during a press conference that I prayed for many years that this day would come. I am not pointing fingers. I'm not standing here a bitter man, but I just want to enjoy my life while I have it. In 1983, he was charged with sexual assault and killing Roberta Wiedemeyer. According to authorities, Wiedemeyer was killed by a single gunshot to the head. Her body was found in the trunk of her car in Inglewood, California. Hastings was charged. The DA sought the death penalty, but the jury deadlocked. But in 1988, a second juror would sentence him, second jury would sentence him to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Police have not released the name of the person they believe murdered Roberta Wiedemeyer and said, They died in prison in 2020. Hastings won't be able to get the years back, but he will get to spend the rest of his life with the folks he loves. What I would love to see is the people that did this and the people that are uh, responsible for this go to jail. I think at some point, again, if we don't hold people accountable for things like this, it won't deter people who come after that. who use the system to their advantage. That's why I always say it's not the system necessarily, it's the people in the system. And those are the people that we have to hold accountable. Those are the people that we have to go after. And those are the people that when they do things like this, they need to go to jail. Elections are coming up in Wisconsin, so this is our opportunity to make Our voice is heard. Our friends at AARP created a comprehensive election guide where you can find up-to-date information on how to register, the rules for early voting, key deadlines, and more. Visit aarp.org forward slash WIVotes to get all the information you need to cast your ballot. Your vote is important because we, me, 
you and I, we can change the future for you, your family, and the entire community. So stay informed. Make sure your voice is heard. For the latest voting information, visit aarp.org forward slash WI votes. 833-212-1017 is the number. Anything on your mind, anything you want to think about, anything you want to talk about. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. That's the reason I do what I do for the hood. Hey. So DZ left. He was dancing out the door and down the hall. And I'm like, dude, like, you're going to just let the music play? Just... He was like, I put a fade on it so it'll just go out, but I, I got to go. And he just went partying down the hall. He probably not coming back. He probably ain't coming back. 833-212-1017 is a, what is that hat you wearing? What is that? Uh, what is that? Oh, Bucks. Okay. As long as it's not Packers or Bears. All right. Ooh. <laughs> you should say how you really feel, dude. Dude was like, who? <laughs> Never that. <laughs> so, uh, four games? Like, really, dude? Uh, just one game. I think I remember distinctly hearing a guy say that. It was just one game. Just two games. So who could win five in a row? Wow. It, it's only been like four games, dude. Five games. Like, what are we doing? I, hey, I one can't be good while the other's good, too. It's the sacrifice out here. Like, oh, now, nah, Chicago rocks like that. Like, all the teams rock at the same time. Here, it's like, uh, ex- ex- excuse me, uh, Badgers need to lose. Marquette needs to lose. UWM needs to lose so that the Packers can win. Like, what is that? Like I don't I don't understand that. I don't get that. But I'll take a Bucks win every day. I will take a Bucks win every day. So if this is what has to happen for the Bucks to win their second ring, eh, hey, eh, it was bound to happen. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talking text line cases like that are why I'm against the death penalty. The people who denied him the DNA test in 2000 should be prosecuted. The problem is the DA can't be prosecuted. You don't hear stories like this about white people. That's why, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And that's why they always shout death penalty when something bad happens and the person is black. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you've ever been down south, they holler death penalty for everybody. Like, that's one of the reasons I would never move to, like, Florida. Because <laughs> they, whoo, 
Uh-uh. No. 833-212-1017. Wayne said, Dr. Ken, are you saying we need to hold the medical examiner accountable for sloppy and rubber stamp work? Yes. Think about the impact of five to ten years of emotional unraveling from victims and wrongful convicted due to lack of accountability. Well, in that case, that's not the medical examiner. In that case, that's the – I think I know what you're talking about, Wayne. I think I know what you're talking about. In this instance, it's not the medical examiner. It's the – it's the literal the DA's office who decided they didn't want to send the DNA out for whatever reason. Because they wanted the conviction. They wanted this guy to go to jail. I hope the law tells it. Well, in this instance, I don't know if he can sue. But but no, I don't know what the law is there. Sometimes they have a law. But if he's technically not convicted, then he should be able to sue. He was convicted. They vacated it. So because they vacated it, I would sue everything and every. The problem is the people that are in charge, you can't sue. So you would have to sue the city. You'd have to sue the people that arrested you. You'd have to sue them all, the department, and get paid. But I don't know what the law is there. So sometimes they put ceilings on it like Wisconsin and all that stuff. 833-212-1017. Dude say, I don't know nothing about Jeezy. Really? Wow. That hurt my feelings. I'm hurt. I'm, I'm highly sensitive. I wasn't here for four days. Listen, you still have time to sign up. So make sure today is the last day of the month of October. Starting tomorrow, Black Business Give Back restarts, does a redo. So make sure you listen. Don't stop trying. If you didn't win in October, there's always November. That is tomorrow. First 10 businesses to sign up. On blackbusinessgiveback.com. If you're selected, you win $2,000 worth of commercial advertising on the truth. Go to blackbusinessgiveback.com. To be eligible, you must be in business for a year and be in Milwaukee County. Black Business Giveback is sponsored by 1017 The Truth and Associated Bank member FDIC. When we come back, traffic, weather, sports, you name it, we got it. But I don't know if they're going to be talking about the Packers. Maybe they'll talk about the Bucks. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Miami, the Playboy's paradise. Pretty girls, fast cars. That's just a facade. The bridge separates South Beach from my Miami. The real Miami. The MIA this is where we hustle. Every day I'm hustling. 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 Every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling. Who you suckers think you're tripping with? Yes. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Hey, I want to remind you, Gruber Law Offices, we want to say thank you to them for being a founding partner of the new 1017 The Truth. We're proud to be supported by a law firm who's made such a positive impact in our community. So if you or a loved one has ever been injured in an accident, give Gruber Law Offices a call. One call, that is all. 833-212-1017 is the number. Let me see, before the break, we were talking about Uh, accountability let me see if i've finished all the 
Say that again. We should be held accountable for who should be held accountable for for freeing him. Um, I would say the police. I would say the person who made the decision not to test the DNA. Um, and so you can't hold them accountable, but you can hold the organizations they represent accountable. So that would mean that you have to hold the police department and the county wherever he was prosecuted accountable. String them up. Legally. 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 Get that money. Because that's the only way, that's the only thing that makes people come around when you charge them for doing dumb things. Idiotic things. Like 38 years in prison. Like, I don't even want to think about the fact that this guy was 31 years old when he went in jail. And he's now 69. That's unbelievable. I, I'm, I'm just. And, and then we're getting reports about Twitter, about where evidence suggests from the Network Contagion Research Institute. And I don't, I don't know if this is a legitimate place, but it's on Twitter saying that the evidence suggests that bad actors are trying to test the limits on Twitter. Several posts on 4chan encourage users to amplify derogatory slurs. For example, over the last 12 hours, the use of the N-word has increased 500% from the previous average. I would want to know what the previous average is. That I want to know. Um, you should be able to filter it. You should be able to stop that. Anything you don't want to hear. You should be able to just stop it from, from from going out to you, right? If you don't want to hear it, if you don't want to do it, then you should be able to stop it. That's all I'm saying. Um, but the flip side to that is if you don't want to be in if you don't want to be in, you know, proximity to people acting a fool on Twitter, turn it off or get off. I mean, I'm I'm just saying. Cause that's what I would do. Like those social media I don't like, I got rid of it. Like I don't like Facebook Messenger. That's a little too much tracking. And let me be honest. You know when I use Facebook? When I download it, log in, use it, and then delete it. Cause it's really none of their business to track me where I go and what I do. But because we've given up and given them access to all of our information privately, they're able to sell it and make billions while we get nothing. And so when is somebody going to sue tech companies so that they can share the wealth? Because they're using our information and we just don't have a way to create something where they can actually be billed for the use of our information. Like, I wonder, can I send a letter 
and tell them you need to stop using this, right? But you've already signed your rights away because if you click that little box when you logged in, it basically told you that even if you don't like it and you want to sue us, you've already decided you want to go to arbitration. So you would have to go get something, and I'm not a lawyer, so don't 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 take me at face value. Um, you would probably have to go. Nope, can't say probably. So how am I going to say this? You would need to go to a competent attorney and see about what you would have to do in order to create an entity that could go after them. But I'm not a lawyer, so who am I? 833-212-1017 is the number. When we come back, your talk, your text in a moment. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Absolutely pitiful. Hey, just so you know, this is this is Jay Z changing clothes. That's me being older, you being a baby. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. He was telling me that this was Jay Z. I was like, no, it's Jay Z. Where's Queen B? Right, that's what I thought. Who? He was like, who? Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. It's it's been a long first day back. It's going great. We got football coming up. What next week? We got um man, it's gonna be crowded. We got the black and white ball coming up Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Oh, it's gonna be a long weekend. So Saturday evening is the black and white ball for the uh, Greater Milwaukee Urban League. So we're, we're going we're gonna be getting it. We're gonna be put. We're gonna get it in. Get it in. Get it in. And uh, myself and Tori Lowe will be hosting a uh, after party. So you know, at ten o'clock, we're gonna be getting our groove on and talking to people and celebrities and seeing what's going on and who's doing what. And yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I'm gonna break my own promise to myself and talk about politics. Where's this country going when we can't even talk to each other about politics? Like, where are we going that that we can't differ and be okay with it? I don't understand. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. I don't understand why we treat each other so bad and talk about each other so bad and don't support each other so bad. Let's find out if this knucklehead that went into the Pelosi house. Let's get the evidence to show that it was politically motivated. And if so, let's start doing something about it on both sides. Let's start doing something about it 
when it comes to what is driving people to do things. Now, those are some things that we can't control. We had the guy that, that who was it, Steve Scalise that got shot when they were out playing baseball, the, the Democrats versus Republicans, and they were practicing, and some knucklehead from, I think, Indiana, some Democrat took a gun and, and shot him and injured other people, and the Capitol Police officer who was assigned to it, a black man, is the one that stopped him. Does it matter that he was black? No. What matters is that he was there. So when people start to complain about black people being patriotic and black people loving this country or black people, even though there's some bad things about this, this country too, you, you need to start to look at the, the feats of heroism that have come at the hands of black law enforcement officers, black firefighters, black nurses, black doctors, and recognize their greatness like everybody else. But then we turn on TV, we turn on the Internet, we look at the news, and the first thing you have is everybody's pontificating about the 14-year-old white girl that's missing from Milwaukee County. But how many black girls are missing that are 14 years old from Milwaukee? And we haven't even heard about it. All I'm asking for is equity. Not fairness, equity. If you're going to put a big little thing up there and say, hey, this girl is missing from Ozaki County, then you can put all the other people that are missing from Milwaukee and Kenosha and Racine too. I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing something. Maybe her life is at, at 14 years old is significantly more important than anybody else's in America. I don't know. And I say that tongue-in-cheek. All life is precious. This young lady, I pray to God that she's safe and that she's okay. I really do. But the commitment that we're giving to her being missing should be the same commitment we give to anybody that's missing. She just happens to be in a county where calls for service are slow enough that they can dedicate some time and some energy to look for her. I wish we could do it in Milwaukee County. Because there's one life that's not more important. Did I get all my breaks in? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Because, you know, my first day back, I get all discombobulated, discombobulated, turned around, upside down. Okay. You mean this hour? You know, I can, I, I can never tell if you're on the air or in my ear. Because, really, I didn't know that. But it sounds like it's in too, right? My my ear is contem is contemplating my ear. Anyway, it's compensating for when I hear it over here. It's like I can hear it in both. It's almost like fathom, fathom. I must be tired. Phantom hearing, where you hear it over here, but it sounds like it's in both ears, and I can't tell. Maybe I'm just getting old. You hit that buzzer, boy, we're going to fight. <laughs> That's not fun. I was hoping you'd say ding. Okay, thank you. 
I've been trying to get here for the longest, and now he's always, always, always withholding stuff that's good for me. See, that's what I'm talking about. I need a new producer. It's not a boomer moment. It's not a boomer this moment. This is a boomer moment. That's a boomer moment. This is what? Yup. Thank you. That's all it is. It's not a DZ moment. It's a ZD moment. Yup. What are we going to call you? Still don't know what that means. I don't even know what DZ means. I have, I have no idea what that means. Is that like initials to your name? Is it a shoe size? Is it a the shoe width, DZ? Is it yeah. <laughs> you wear a size DZ? That's classified information, <laughs> Dr. Ken. <laughs> I wear a size DZ. Like, what is that? I can't tell you. If I tell you, you'll have to disappear. Wow. Classified. Y'all, y'all hear what I'm putting up with? Y'all hear what I'm putting up because he got the button. He can cut my mic off. He can cut the radio, shut the radio station down, play Knights in White Satin or something ridiculous to play. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be wild? That'll never happen. Like, I would never play that ever. Why do you keep the music going? Well, you always cut, but you always cut me off and close the show. Like every every time. <laughs> You'll sit there and count five, four, three, two, one. That's all. Yeah, it's been that kind of day. We're having fun. First day back, everything's great. Now I want to say something today. And I waited till the end of my show to say it. I want to say Love and respect to the family of William R. Stark, who passed away the other day. He was, a, I believe he was 90 years old. Uh, Prince Hall Mason, a pillar of the community. I believe he was one of the former owners of Paradise Funeral Home. And um, to him, to Ruth, to Rose, know that you're in our thoughts and prayers. I've known him for about the entire time I've been here in Milwaukee, 29 years. And um, it's been quite a blessing. So he passed away and Milwaukee is not going to be a better place because of that. But we're going to keep trying. We'll keep working on it. The tenets and the values and the love that he showed us is something that we'll always have in our hearts. So to the William R. Stark family, we want to say... God bless, take care, and we'll see you on Saturday. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Tory Lowe shows up next. Thank you, DZ. Appreciate you, brother. It's good being back, even though he roughed me up and pushed me around, got the numbers all messed up, because I would never take accountability for that. I want to be like everybody else in the world. Number five. Blame somebody else. All right, see you tomorrow. 22 hours. God bless.